Hi, welcome to Haven Chat. I'm so glad that you've tuned in with us this week. I am super excited for today's guest. She is someone who is really awesome, and a lot of people love and respect her, but she's especially important to me because she is my sister and one of my very best friends. For those of you that don't know, I have two younger sisters. I'm the oldest of three girls, grew up in an amazing family. My middle sister actually got married before any of us sisters, and so she has been married the longest, has three amazing boys, is an awesome wife, is married to an incredible artist. Shout out to Jonah Davison Artwork. Her name is Jennifer Davis. She is someone that loves Jesus and spends time with him. And we were talking about some of the stuff that the Lord was showing her. And um, she just started talking about stuff. And I was like, Jen, you need to share this. This is so timely to the moment. This is something that the Lord is revealing to you in this season. And it needs to be shared in this way. And so I invited her and said, would you be willing to be on the podcast? And she said, actually, yeah, that would be awesome. So she's here tonight. So Jen, thanks for being here with me. Thank you. That was an amazing intro. <laughs> I'm Let's so happy. I live up to that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so happy that you're going to share what's on your heart and what the Lord's been sharing um, kind of with you in your personal time with him. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This okay. Is what the Lord is showing me, and I am by no means an expert, but I have been so enjoying God's word and just how, you know, how do you just, things are opened up to you and you understand them that you're like, wow, how did I never see that before? <laughs> right. Um, so that's kind of what I'm coming from. So, um, I'll just begin by, I had a conversation with a friend, um, and we were discussing, you know, she was talking about how much she loved going to this one church and just, she really got blessed by the worship service and, um, she leads worship and she's just an amazing gal. And so we were talking about the difference between like, what is it that's so special about when you go somewhere and you just really feel the presence of the Lord there and you just, you know, there's, there's lots of different amazing ministers and worship leaders, but you just know that certain places are what people would say is anointed. And, um, so I began to sit there thinking like, well, what is anointing? And I know that the term has been thrown a lot around a lot, like, oh, they're an anointed preacher or they're an anointed worshiper. Um, but I began to think like, well, what is the anointing? What is the difference between when you really feel like, wow, that was, you know, a good, like I got touched by that. I experienced mm -hmm. something. And then other places where you go and it was good, but it, there wasn't that same feeling of being touched. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I began to kind of just do studies on it, basically just reading different people's opinions of what a anointing is and kind of looking in the Old Testament first. Um, and I was looking at how in the Old Testament, you can go all through the Old Testament really to look at what, but um, kings, priests, and prophets were anointed outwardly with oil to symbolize um, a more profound spiritual reality that God's presence was with them and his favor was upon them. You can go to Psalms 26 or Psalms 28, 8. Um, while David was a young boy, we know Samuel anointed mm, him to yeah. be king. And there was something to that. So that's like Old Testament use of the anointing. So then... We move to the New Testament and we say, okay, what does the anointing represent? And we know that the oil represents the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. 
kind of if you go through scripture, you can find that. Um, and um, during the last few, I would say the last month, maybe a couple months, I'm not great with time frames. <laughs> I sometimes I say things and it's been a lot longer, or a lot shorter, but it's definitely been several months that the Lord has been. I kept reading um, Luke 15. So that, that will tie in in just a second. But so I'm reading about anointing and I'm taken to first John two twenty seven, and I'll read it to you here. Um, and it says, but the anointing, which you have received from him abides in you. Um, and so I was just like, yeah, okay. The anointing we received from Christ, from him, Christ, our savior abides in us. And then I thought, the Lord has been having me read Luke 15 and I just couldn't get away from it. You know how you just read something mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you're just in that scripture and it's like holding your attention mm -hmm. and you're, you're reading it and you're like, okay, Lord, I I've read this a thousand times, but I know there's something here for me. And, um, so I'm going to just read to you part of Luke 15 really quick. If you guys will just, Hold steady with me for a minute. <laughs> We're here, um, holding. Yeah. So, um, and I did put a marker in here, but in the vine. Yes, it is John fifteen. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So it talks about I am the vine and you are the branches. Okay, let me go here. You guys are so patient. Okay, yes. So it, I'm so I'm thinking about First John two twenty seven and how it talks about that the anointing it abides in us right through Christ. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm reading, I'm going to read from John 15. It says, I am the true vine and my father's the vine dresser. Every, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Okay. Now if we jump down to verse seven, it says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So part of the abiding process is spending time in God's word, right? Mm, yeah. That's how, that's how we abide. Um, I think sometimes, and, and it's also prayer, but I think sometimes we forget that it is absorbing God's word, <laughs> being mm -hmm. in his word. So it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Then if you jump to verse 10, it says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's mm -hmm. commandments and abide in his love. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so his, there, the abiding is so important because, um, I think everything in our life should flow out of a place where when we spend time with the Lord and we abide with him, mm -hmm. that's that's the anointing. That's how, that's the difference between when somebody gives out of their life, when they've spent time in that place alone with the Lord, that's their abiding. That's where the anointing happens. It's like the Holy Spirit. So then I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm thinking about all these things. Um, so I, I wrote down in my journal, the anointing rests on those who seek him, those who take time to abide in his word, the word that he's given us. Um, I believe that anointing 
This is my what I came up with. <laughs> I believe that anointing is connected to lifestyle. So where does your lifestyle come from? Mm. Does it come from um, just feeling like you need to go after something or feeling like I have to make something happen or this is my dream? or And none of those things are necessarily wrong in themselves because I believe God gives us desires and things like that. But if we don't have the time with him, the time in his word, the mm. time abiding, mm -hmm. um, then we don't have that place of anointing, I don't believe. And I'm not saying that if you miss a day of reading God's word or something, you know, there's there's grace. I believe that. But I do believe that there is a difference between the people's lives who have taken the time to abide and have really... A new place of anointing in their life and it's the Holy Spirit because they took time because the Holy Spirit's our helper right mm -hmm. so then another theme in my life probably the last six months that our family and um, Joan and I have just talked a lot about is uh, the virgins mm -hmm. the five virgins so that's in Matthew 25 um, verse 3 those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. So, you know, if you want to read more into that, uh, more about that, if you're like interested in that, that's in Matthew 25. But I begin to think about in the end times, I believe, you know, it says e the devil, even if he could deceive the elect, right? Mm -hmm. So he's even wanting to take away people from knowing the Lord that have known the Lord for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, what is the thing that separates? Well, the virgins, it says five are wise because they had extra oil. Mm -hmm. And then the five are foolish because they didn't. And it's interesting because the wise ones were not able to give the foolish ones, if you keep reading, mm -hmm. their extra oil. They said, no, I can't give it to you. I need it. Mm -hmm. And I just have always wondered what that represented. I mean, you know, I've heard sermons on it and different things, but I feel like as the Lord has been helping me to understand this concept that that oil is the time that we've spent in, in God's word, um, meditating on him, talking to him and learning to hear his voice. That is the place of anointing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is what's going to make the difference mm -hmm. is have I spent time with the Lord? And I truly believe in the end times that the ones who have spent time with the Lord, it creates a consecrated holy place that is very hard to break. Mm -hmm. So the world, you know, like it says, the devil desires to draw us away, even the elect. And the thing that I believe is really going to set the difference for the wise and the foolish is the ones who take the time to abide in Christ. Mm -hmm. And to just put this in an everyday setting, it doesn't mean three hours a day, mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to get up at two o'clock in the morning. And because I did feel pressure at one point in my life, like I have to spend so much time. Um, but I think we can take the Lord at his his word very literally mm -hmm. and where it says seek first the kingdom of God mm -hmm. and all these things will end. So lately when I'm just really busy, um, life just gets hectic and a little overwhelming when you have kids or really anything. Um, and I just have said, Lord, I just open my Bible. And even if I'm just reading one chapter every morning mm -hmm. and dedicating my day to the Lord, mm -hmm. 
Um, praying over your family, you're saying? Yeah, and praying over my family and just also taking a minute to be like, okay, Lord, what do you have to say to me? And if I can only read one chapter or half a chapter, mm -hmm. reading it slowly mm -hmm. so that I can, and asking the Holy Spirit, like, I let one verse pop out to me that I can hold on to mm -hmm. today. Let one thing, you know, that I can meditate on that I can, and just allowing that time to abide, even if it's a little bit of time. And there are other times where you have more time. And I enjoy that so much when I can sit and read for hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's great. And sometimes the time is wonderful and you feel the presence and you're like, this is so good. And other times you open it up and you say, okay, Lord, I'm just giving you this time. I'm dedicating my family and my day. And I'm just inviting you into this this part of my, this, my life today. Mm -hmm. Um, and some days it's just a discipline that keeps the road open, you know, and, um, keeps the road to where you want to be continuing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, instead of, you know, disciplines create roads. And so we get to make those roads. So anyways, that's what the Lord has put on my heart is just that abiding place and, talking about anointing and just the place of when we abide, when we invite the Holy Spirit and that and we create a place where we can literally have the anointing of the Lord mm -hmm. in our lives. And I have found that when we do that, when I do that, it helps me throughout my day. I like feel his presence throughout my day. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, we see this all throughout scripture too. You were talking about David and David was in a situation where he had to watch the sheep. We see in his life story where he's the youngest, the interpretation there is he's the runt. Even really respect from his family. I mean, they're basically like, go wash the sheep, David. You're not really worth anything in this family. Yeah. But it's in that place that he comes to understand what it means mm -hmm. to abide in the Lord. And we give David so much credit for worshiping God as we should. Yeah. And that that's what it takes to take down Goliath, the giant. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that strikes me about that story that may tie into what you're talking about is David took five stones, mm -hmm. not because he was afraid he was going to miss because Goliath had four brothers mm. and he thought he was going to have to take out all five of the giants, the mm. Brian, the Goliath giant brothers, which he eventually kills all of them over his lifetime. Every one of Goliath's wow. brothers, he kills with his mighty men, right? Yeah. But the place that he was so secure in what God was doing and what he was supposed to do in that moment, because he knew how the Lord thought about that because he had been abiding in that place. And I think what we're talking about is really developing a greater intimacy mm -hmm. with the Lord. Yeah. A place that is the strength of our lives. Yes. That we literally are finding that flow from. Mm -hmm. One of the things I was thinking was the reason this is called Haven Chat is because the picture the Lord told me a while ago was there was this battle raging and in the middle of this battle, it was like this Renaissance battle, there was this fortress and the Lord opened the door and said, come on in and let's chat. Mm. There will always be places we can engage and do good things mm. and be part of that war, quote unquote, 
But if we are not moving into a place of making abiding a priority, then we are fighting out of something that the Lord is not asking us to in that moment. And I will say before this, I was focusing on learning about identity and Christ because I believe that we have an identity crisis. And Um, you've been reading Neil Anderson? Yes, Victory Over the Darkness. Okay, and we'll put that in the show notes. It's a wonderful resource if you guys are wondering, like, how do I find my identity in Christ? Go read Neil Anderson's either Victory Over the Darkness or um, Bondage Breaker. They're both great books. And um, I believe that part of... Part of the, I would say, a lot of the struggles that we have are because we have um, lost identity. And we don't know who we are. We know we're saved. We know we're going to church. Um, but, I mean, you know, that's not your identity. So I know that's another po- for another podcast. <laughs> um, I believe that the foundations of when we abide in Christ and we spend time with him, it also establishes, like when we read his word and we find out who we are, it establishes our identity, which like you said with David, gives you a strength and a purpose to say like, this is what I, who I know I am. This is what God's birthing in me. And I have a strength to follow through because I know who God is. I've spent time with him. And the ability to recognize a lie when it comes. Yes, yes. Because I think... When we know our identity, we were having a conversation with some people mm, a couple weeks ago, and the the understanding came up that Satan used to have access to the throne of God to accuse to the throne of God of places that humans were failing, right? We see mm-hmm. this in the book of Job. Yeah. But we see that when Jesus died... He took the keys to death and Hades. Mm -hmm. So Satan's access was denied to the throne room of God. He no longer had that open invite, if you will, or that ability to have access. Mm -hmm. And so where did he turn those accusations? He turned them, the Bible tells us, to become accuser of people who are believers, Mm -hmm. accuser of the believers. So he can whisper into our ear, you're awful, you're this, you're that. Mm -hmm. So... There's a place where when we live and we understand what our identity is in Christ, we recognize that those things he's accusing us of are lies because of we are washed clean in the blood of Christ. And if we can move into a place of understanding that in the identity in Christ, yeah, we are not enough. Mm -hmm. We don't have what we need. But under the blood of Jesus, we are completely whole and totally new people. Wanting to move into a place to abide. Oh, 100%. And the mind is a big part of the battle because God's we have authority um, through Jesus Christ, not on our own, but through salvation of Jesus Christ. We have authority through that. And um, if we do not know the truth and we believe a lie that is fed to us by the devil, and I guarantee that he will physically confirm it. If you need mm-hmm. it confirmed, the devil's very able to physically confirm a lie. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know the truth to confront it, you might give that lie the authority and the power to operate in your life that you don't even realize you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've all done it. We've all been prey to the places where we're like, oh gosh, if I had just known, I mm-hmm. never would have thought that. Mm-hmm. But it's, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why 
the truth of God's word, when we learn who we are and we say, you know, I am a child of God, I am saved and set free, you know, and all the truths in the Bible, as we meditate on those and we abide with the Lord, we spend time in the morning with him. Mm-hmm. It's just, it changes who we are and it sets us free. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gives us the ability to be able to like, nope, that's not true. And it can be so simple mm-hmm. when things come at us. Um, but if we don't have that, it can become so burdensome to live mm-hmm. this life mm-hmm. because we're constantly struggling with, well, am I good enough? Well, did I make the right decision? Well, we're always condemning ourselves mm-hmm. because we're like, oh, well, maybe that was true. Whereas, like, we, God doesn't want us to condemn ourselves. He doesn't condemn us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Under the blood of Jesus. Yeah. So that is just so good. Well, and I was, so I looked up the word abide as far as the definition in English, and it means to await, remain, lodge, sojourn, dwell, continue, endure. Yeah. And, uh, and even meaning to encamp. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's so cool. Like set up your camp, your camp in the presence of God, Mm -hmm. set up the camp of your life in the presence of God and abide in that place and let that become a place that we live from. Because I think it's, I know from my own life that something even after Eric died, I had to be mindful and even put a guard around my heart that I would not partner with a spirit of grief. Mm-hmm. I know there's been times in my life where I have struggled to part that I wouldn't partner with a spirit of pride mm-hmm. or a spirit of criticism. Or, mm-hmm. But when we are living from a place of abiding, setting up our tent, setting up our camp in the presence of the Lord, we are partnering with the Holy Spirit yeah. who brings us all truth. The, the Bible says that he illuminates all truth. Yeah. And so then we understand that we can live and partner with the spirit of truth. Yeah. And out of that is the power of God that is able to give us the fortitude mm-hmm. to stand in those places. Yeah. And it's that's an incredible thing. Yeah. I mean, that's so beautiful. I think sometimes we maybe take away from the place of how it's almost so simple that mm-hmm. we want to make it more difficult than it is. Sure, yeah. And then we forget that we we just can live there mm-hmm. and there's a place. I mean, I was trying to think of that scripture that says it's the anointing mm. that breaks off. And the old school version is the anointing that breaks off the yoke, right? Mm. The heavy places. Mm. Yoke they used to put around old school like oxen Oxen, and it was heavy and they had to carry it and plow through. And the Bible tells us that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Mm. So there is a place that when we live from abiding in Christ, Mm -hmm. we are able to walk in the anointing that breaks stuff off of people, Mm. including ourselves, Mm. our families, our friends, people that we are asking the Lord about stuff Mm. in our own lives that we don't have to carry anymore. Because of the place that anointing is flowing. Hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it is. And I and I would encourage anyone who's listening and they say, you know, I take time for the Lord, but I just feel whenever mm. I do that, like, just so, like, I get all these thoughts of like, well, you've messed up too much or you've made the, these mistakes, you know. And, mm. and I just 
feel like such a horrible person. Like, how could I be a Christian and have done these things? And I just want to encourage you that those are not God's thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, and that the first step to getting free of those is, um, if you have made mistakes, repentance, because it says, um, repentance brings times of refreshing. Mm -hmm. So when you know you've done something wrong, you could sit there and let the devil beat you up and agree with him, but it won't do any good other than to destroy the moment <laughs> and part of who you are. Mm -hmm. But if you say, you know, I know that the Lord forgives me and he does. And you acknowledge the Lord and say, Lord, I know that I've sinned and I am sorry. Please forgive me. Now I just want to learn who I am and get into God's word. Don't don't just pray. Prayer is very good. And I encourage you to, you know, talk to the Lord about everything, but also read his word because his word is truth and it's what will set you free. And when you learn your identity, I encourage you get a book like Victory Over the Darkness or something that you can learn how to walk in this new way if you're struggling with that. Um, get involved in a church if you can find a church or, um, you know, Find a place where you can continue that discipline. Um, and be encouraged in it. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to, to say that just in case there was anybody out there going, well, I take time for the Lord, but I just always feel like, well, if you're beating yourself up, that's just not God. Um, so he thinks good things about you. He loves you. So anyways, I this and is what the Lord has been showing me. A good place to start reading is John. In yeah. the New Testament. Yeah. That's, um, and if you're someone who has never acknowledged Christ as the Lord of your life, you believe in God, but you're like, I've never, I've never acknowledged Christ. I've never asked for forgiveness. I never felt like I needed to do that. That's such a valuable place because mm -hmm. then it makes Christ Lord of your life and gives you access to the power of Jesus Absolutely. and the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the the power of the Spirit of Truth, mm -hmm. and the ability to abide in Christ. Absolutely. And we live in a time and a season where there are a lot of things that are trying to get our attention, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of things that it's kind of like every moment something new is coming out. It's a, di a different dance on TikTok. It's a different song. It's a different reel, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And there are a lot of places that are trying to get our attention. Mm -hmm. And when we have this this place of centering mm -hmm. our hearts and minds, making it a priority to spend time to abide in Christ and meditate on the word of God. There is life in that. There is truth in that. And there is value in that. Mm -hmm. And that is a place that can legitimately be lived from mm -hmm. and legitimately see places in your life be completely transformed. Mm -hmm. And that's not even a crazy statement. That's just real life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we have a designer, we have a savior, and um, if you take away design, then you lose identity, and, um, you know, so if you want to know who you, what you were created for, <laughs> and who you are, um, you spend time with the Lord, spend time in His Word, um, spend time with Him. It's just, it's so important, it's, it's such a foundational place. Um, and the devil will always offer us something similar, but with, uh, very unsatisfying results. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it's not that the Lord doesn't have 
wonderful things for you in this world either. Mm-hmm. It's just that if it doesn't begin with you and the Lord and your identity with him and your time with him and spending time hearing his voice and just that place of experiencing the Holy Spirit and his anointing, it just won't be as satisfying. It really won't. And sometimes it will lead you to places you don't want to be mm-hmm. without the truth of the Lord. So so what are um, some practical places? Like, is it possible to dial this into like three places as we sort of wrap up that you would recommend to begin moving into a lifestyle of abide, of abiding? Um, I mean, I'd say if you already have Christ as your Savior and you feel like um, you're missing something, I would um, take the Bible very literally (laughs) and where it says, seek first the kingdom of God, um, even if it's just half a chapter or chapter every morning, where you take time just to read his words um, in anywhere you want to be, Psalms, Proverbs, if you want to start in John, um, you know, there's lots of good places to start, but just reading his word, not in a rush, but just reading it to absorb it and inviting the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me to understand this. What is, you know, what is it that you're giving me today? And then also um, taking time to dedicate your day, but really just inviting the Holy Spirit. I think that's the biggest thing for me is uh, reading God's word, taking time for him in the morning and inviting him into your day. If you're struggling Invite the Holy Spirit into that moment. Maybe you're encountering an atmosphere that's just um, coming against you and you don't even know it, but you're struggling physically, emotionally, mentally. Maybe it's even your own kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, sometimes you just need to put yourself on time out for a minute and say, okay, guys, we're, you know, mom needs 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you go in your room and you say, okay, Lord, I'm really struggling. I don't feel like I'm acting the way that I want to act towards my children. And so, Holy Spirit, I just invite you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit's our helper. I just invite you to come help me um, to respond lovingly and have self-control or whatever it is that you're needing in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be my practical applications is, you know, and, and involve yourself in a good community of people. Um, I would encourage you to look at your thought life. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, anything like that, um, look at your thought life. Start writing down some things of identity um, from God's Word. Find what He says about your identity. And there's lots of good books out there. I know, um, I think Joyce Meyer has a book about the battle of the mind. That Mm -hmm. is an amazing one if you're struggling with that. Or, like I said, Neil Anderson's um, Victory Over the Darkness. Those are just good books that... People can help you walk through the Bible to understand things Mm -hmm. if you're struggling on your own. Um, I also recommend you get involved in a church. Find a church. There are so many around. Bible-believing. Yeah, there are so many around that you can, um, you know, find a good church. Um, And no church is going to be perfect. Remember (laughs) that. Church is made of people, and people are not perfect. So, But but you can really find a good group of people to study with. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, as long as they're based in God's word. Absolutely. Yes, it's very important. That's where truth is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we want to pray with you before we go. Jen, thanks so much for being here and for sharing what the Lord's been revealing to you. And Thank you for having me. This is, yeah, this is actually a big deal. I think this is so timely for this moment in history 
-hmm. I think I said that at the intro too, but I just feel that so just, it's a weighty thing that is on the Lord's heart. Mm -hmm. And he wants to invite us into this place of Mm -hmm. abiding in him. Yeah. And, um, so yeah. So thank you for being willing to share that. And will you pray as we close out? Yeah, absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on this podcast. And for every person who hears it, Lord, I pray that you would be with them right now, Father. That you would come and you would just minister to their heart, Lord. Um, Whatever part of this stuck out to them, I pray that you would just solidify their identity in you. That you would solidify... um, just the place of experiencing your presence and learning how to walk in that anointing of just walking with you throughout their day, Lord. And so, Lord, I just bless each person who hears this, and I ask you that you would just be with them and um, increase in their lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Haven Chat. And We'll catch you again next week. Have a wonderful week and an awesome Resurrection Day this weekend on Easter.